Uh, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Demonland podcast. My name is Andy, and uh, tonight we're lucky to be joined by two uh, co-hosts tonight. I've got Grape Viney. Good evening, Grape Viney. How are you? I'm excellent, Andy. Thank you. And we've also got uh, Demonland poster Super Mercado, otherwise known on Twitter uh, as Adam 1.0. Um, Adam, how are you doing? Thank good, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's uh, it's an honour to tread the same stage as some of the legends you've already had on. Y- yes, in particular one uh, that no one can seem to uh, to match uh, that one. Uh, the well, yeah, I wasn't going to name, <laughs> name specific people uh, in deference to the rest of your guests, but of course we all know that uh, Jacko was the, the the big hit of all time. So I'll, I don't think I can top that, but we'll try. It's the it's the ace up the sleeve that we've got against the club. Uh, in our ongoing podcast war with him. So, uh, have, you got, the, have you got uh, like secret recordings that you didn't air that night that you can uh, blackmail <laughs> them with? Yeah, the, blo- yes. the blooper reel is uh, is something that we'll bring out at Christmas time, I think. Um, but um, no, um, we, you know, well, it, uh, Melbourne had their first podcast last week, uh, their first official podcast, but I haven't seen um, any plugging of their second podcast. So, um did that come and go, or it, did you listen to it? Because I thought I read online, as in on the board, that uh, they actually discussed the whole camp business, which I thought was uh, a strange move from the club to be doing it. Um, I would have thought that they would want uh, want to have moved on from that. Well, well, it is interesting. Did you, you say listen that? to I it? I, I didn't hear I, it. But... Personally, I didn't listen to it, but I know that. Um, the, one of the co-hosts is um, is his name Tom Morris, who yeah, works for yes. Fox. Morris, I think who works for Fox yeah. Footy, and actually, I think on one of the shows on the couch or one of them discussed um, discussed that and wrote an article on uh, Fox Footy web uh, their web page uh, about it. About the um, he was the one that wrote that article about um, Goodwin offering um, his resignation. Uh, I think that's yeah. the problem with with official podcasts like that. You get uh, you get you know these very good broadcasters in, and you get people who have got connections in, but it's really got to toe the party line. Uh, and I, I didn't hear it either, guys. But um, I think if they were covering a controversial topic, I'm not sure you're going to get that many insights into into what actually happened. No, I doubt they would have talked about the um, that part about it. The um, that uh, Goodwin uh, in anger offered his resignation, and then that was sort of scoffed at by by uh, Peter Jackson, but um, yeah, I, I doubt they would talk about that on the official podcast. It's a strange decision, as uh, uh, as Adam said, that um, they're not going to, you know, cover the real news aspect of it, so why do it at all? It's just, yeah. Anyway, um, well, we push uh, on. We do. Um, if you um, if you want to uh, join us uh, to talk about anything you want tonight, uh, two ways you can do that. Three ways, actually. You can get on our live chat if you're listening live to this broadcast. Um, go to demonland.com slash podcast. Uh, you can also call us uh, 0390163666. That's 0390163666. Or you can find me on Skype, uh, Demonland31, and I'll make sure my Skype is open so I can take your call if you do give us a call in. Um, so, uh, well, 
Do you guys, do we need to talk any more about the camp fiasco? I know we touched on it last week, Grapeviney, but uh, Caro um, and and a few other media organisations and people have, have brought it up on the eve of the season. Um, I don't know what their motivations to rehash this all are or whether it was because new information might have come to light. Was there a need to sort of bring this up now or were they just uh, finding a story um, at the start of the year? Uh, I think it's reasonable to bring it up and I didn't think that there was anything particularly wrong with uh, Caro's piece and I think it warranted uh, reflection on what happened at the end of the pre-season, which is now, and heading into the real season as opposed to, um, you know, three months ago when the story actually happened. So not that we necessarily know anymore, but I think we've been able to judge since then whether the club... Um, has gotten over it, and I think everybody would agree that it seems that we've moved on and moved on really quickly. I heard Jordan Lewis on uh, AFL 360 last night, and uh, he was interesting. He said that uh, in the wake of the um, of what happened, they had a number of uh, team meetings that he said were very honest and robust and that the, um, uh, the club had sort of come together um, and, uh, and grown a lot um, as a result of those meetings. So it could well be that it turns out to be a positive rather than a negative. And he said that uh, um, a lot more, um, there was a lot more substance to what had happened in the meetings um, than is sort of portrayed in the story that we got and the things that the media focus on. I think that's often the case that we sort of jump at shadows at these articles, especially with well-connected people like Caro. Um, but I think the best way to, to put this to bed would be to go out and uh, smash Geelong in the first quarter uh, on yeah. Sunday. And obviously, that doesn't set up the full season, what happens then. But I would hate to think that if we're going to come out and uh, have another first quarter like our last home and away game, uh, that this will, will come up again. Um, and I noticed even today, uh, Wayne Carey, jumping on the bandwagon as well and suggesting we're going to lose because we're not a united team because of the camp, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think that's more just someone piling on for the, for the sake of clicks and views rather than a, a properly looked at and researched article that comes from realistic sources. Yeah, it wasn't actually an article and it wasn't solely about that. It was a, one of those AFL.com uh, videos where they were giving their tips. So they were quickly going through the games. I think it was a 12 or 15 minute segment. So they went through every game. Um, so I really took uh, issue with uh, his comments because he didn't, he, he based his tip of tipping Geelong. And I've got no problem with people tipping against us. I've done it many times myself. But. Um, you know, he based it solely on there were not a United team. He 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 bought in no facts, didn't analyse the game or the players or this or that. He just based solely on that. And and you know, I think for a for someone who's in the journalism industry, I don't think that's uh, good enough. Um, but I don't expect much more from Wayne Carey. Yeah, being lectured on teamwork by Wayne Carey is like being lectured <laughs> on democracy by Vladimir Putin. I, I, know, uh, yes. I think we can just but put that to one side and move on. <laughs> yeah, I think I think so. Um, so, well, we're heading into uh, a new season, a new dawn. You know, we've had many false dawns, but a, a new dawn uh, is approaching. And um, you, you uh, Adam, know 
full well what it's uh, what it's like to uh, to uh, have the last decade plus uh, as cellar dwellers. Uh, you, of course, are the author of a book. Um, am I getting the title correct? Uh, is it the the Great, the great Depression? The Depression. <laughs> I was thinking despicable. How many d <laughs> d words could I use? The Great Depression. Um, yeah, Which is, I think that's one of the few D-related headlines that's never actually been on the back of the paper. <laughs> that's true. I think most of the other ones, plus the classic Woe Woeful, which <laughs> got to run one day. <laughs> um, yeah, so look, it's, it's just a collection of uh, my blog posts. So those listeners who don't know, I write for uh, demonblog.com. I like to call myself the, the chief football writer <laughs> of that enterprise, but I am literally the only football writer of that enterprise. Uh, so really it was just going back through that sort of 10 years that we all, we all know and love from, uh, from the day Hawthorne went crazy in that uh, NAB Cup game and, and sort of swapped positions with us. They started going forward and we started going backwards right through to the end of 2016. So very appropriately ended with a 120-point loss to Geelong. Um, it was definitely an interesting process to go back and look at all the old posts again uh, and, and to turn them into in, – to put some uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Put some perspective on it uh, because I think for one thing, despite my reputation uh, as a bit of a, a footballing miserableist – um, I actually, if you if you read through the posts as they're posted, there's always this sense of optimism there, like, <laughs> it's got to get better, it's got to get better. It's like Bart Simpson at Camp Krusty, like, Krusty's coming, Krusty's coming, Krusty's coming, and he never does. Um, so it's sort of going back and, and putting the perspective into the 10 years and sort of we thought this was going to happen and this happened. And, uh, yeah, look, it was, it was interesting uh, going back and looking through it. Um, it was kind of funny that I was I was wrapping it up in those last few weeks of 2016 where we were putting in what I referred to as the Mighty Ducks finish where we were, um, you know, if everything fell our way, we could make the finals. And that's when I was wrapping it up and I was thinking, geez, this is, this is going to be an incredible ending to the book. Uh, and then obviously we uh, threw it away against Carlton and then got poleaxed by Geelong in the last round. So I was kind of... Yeah, that's probably actually a better ending to the book. It's Not a, a better ending to the season, but a more appropriate ending to that that sort of 10 years. Um, but what it is, look, it's just for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's pretty much just every game, including pre-season games and including, you know, those weird three-way NAB Cup games and everything uh, for the decade and just a look at what happened in those games. Um, and it's really just capturing the, the weird stuff that's not going to get captured anywhere else. Like you can look back in a newspaper report and find out what happened in the game, but you know, you're not going to get a report of the time Jack Watts was doing downward dog in the middle of the field to get his back into place uh, on the day we, we won that first game at the Adelaide Oval or the time the, the kids spewed on the wall at the MCG and the, the cleaner initially refused to refused to clean it. Uh, and I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life until I turned around and found out that the kid had actually been sitting in the row behind me when he'd started to uh, feel ill. Uh, so it's really just capturing that kind of stuff. And there's probably a lot of things in there that people can can relate to in, uh, you know, the supporting Melbourne and, and the frustrations of, you know, knowing it's it's got to happen one day. Um I guess from my perspective, there's probably a lot of your listeners who did get the tail end of the, the glory days, um, but I unfortunately had the, the misfortune of coming in at the 88 grand final. Um, I grew up in Hawthorne, um, and I just hated Hawthorne. I, just, I, was so, I hated the colours. I hated the fact that everyone went for them. And basically halfway through that season, I said, I'm going to get into footy. I was seven years old, turned seven just before the grand final, and I said, I will go for whoever Hawthorne plays in the grand final this year knowing full well that 
someone uh, would be versus, versus Hawthorne. Um, and then obviously the West Coast Eagles should have knocked us out in the elimination final. Uh, what's his name? Murray Renstead yep. missed that absolute yep. sitter in the last few seconds. So had that happened, we probably wouldn't be talking today. Um, but then the D's made it and sat down as a seven-year-old kid in front of the TV. All right, this is the team I'm going to go for. And I think we all know what happened that day. So fate you is refer good. to yourself as the great miserablest, uh, which begs the question, what's going to happen to Fisted forever once we start playing finals? And how will you cope with success? I'm hoping to change it to fisting forever um, when we start rolling <laughs> through everyone. I'm hoping to alter that uh, now semi-famous hashtag that was uh, derived from the first and forever that we were running with, I think, in 2013. Um, and that was uh, that was the title of one of my posts, I think, the day we lost to West Coast by about 90 um, after everyone gave a lovely standing ovation for the team for only being 10 down at halftime. And <laughs> we copped about eight goals to none in the third quarter after that. Uh, as for success, yeah, I, I'm sort of struggling to to even contemplate it at the moment. Like, obviously, last year we did win more than we lost, but we all know how it ended in in appropriately Melbourne fashion. Um, I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to like break myself down and start again and learn to be a happy person. It might not do anything for the content of my page or the content of my uh, Twitter account. People might get bored of it, uh, but I'm certainly for my own sanity. Uh, happy to to start learning how to be a, a, a successful supporter. Yeah, it's a lot more fun reading uh, Demonland certainly um, when you're looking back uh, during the dark years than uh, than it is uh, when you're winning. Um, I was going to say before your book did end on a very Melbourne like um, very Melbourne like ending, so uh, it did well then. Uh, rather yes, than the fairy tale. I'd like to think that they, they, you know, considered that with nothing to play for in the last round down to Geelong and just kind of just stood back and went, well, what better place than Geelong where we've, I think I did the maths in the book at that point and I'm about minus 500 in games in Geelong uh, for the margin total <laughs> in every game I've ever been to there. We've won, we won one by one and we won that one a couple of years ago by about three goals. Yeah. Were, um, were and at, then we, yeah, lost were, a lot of others. Were you at 186? I was. I stood on the uh, I stood on the steps behind the goals for the whole game, the entire game. I actually saw a guy I, I worked with at the time before the game who was a Geelong fan, um, and I saw him after the game, and he said later I was absolutely as white as a sheet <laughs> after the game. Um, but mind you, by the end, to be honest, and I, I probably have said this before, but I'm I'm willing to uh, to admit it publicly i almost was hoping that they would kick the extra goal and break the record because mm. it's not like we were taking on the record anyway so it was kind of like eh why why not be here why not be here for the record but i think 186 has just has just landed as a beautiful number like it's just really it's like like i think i've said in the book and on the blog it's like the title of a disaster movie that's why i just italicize <laughs> yeah. it everywhere now when i write it it's just like the the title of a you know, Towering Inferno or Poseidon Adventure style movie. But that, one of the other things that day, I remember half time we were, what, 114 points down and the lady came up to me and she said, put her hand on my shoulder and she said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I just I just had to take it as sincere. Like I know some people I've, I've told that story to, they're like, you should have told it a X, Y, Z. And <laughs> the how sarcastic is that? And I'm like, at the time, all I could do was just take it as as being serious. Um, and what people often forget is that in the curtain raiser, Casey lost by about 130. Oh, wow. 
So, and I, and I issued, and I think I tweeted it. So it's probably there somewhere. The immortal phrase of, well, at least it can't get any worse. You know, well, you know that 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 phrase, it can't get any worse, is the same phrase I utter every year when you know, invariably at the beginning of the year, I have my non-Melbourne supporters always come up to me. Oh, how do you think the D's will do? And I say, well, it can't get any worse, and a lot of the times it did. So, and the scary thing is that this year it probably can. Yes, like for the first time since. 2006 into 2007, it probably can get worse. I actually have some realistic faith. I think for the first time ever when I've been doing season previews, I've actually put us in the eight. Um, If it backfires, don't blame me because we all know weird things happen at Melbourne, so it can't all be pinned on me. Uh, But I think last year I had us in a bracket. I had us ninth but in a bracket seventh to ninth. Um, And I said something like, you know, I think we're good enough to just miss the finals. So that was probably one of the better predictions I've – one of the best predictions I've made since I backed Shane Wawoden to win the Brownlow in 2000 for $5 at 200 to 1 before oh, the start of the season. Nice. nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I just went in the tab and it's like I just want to bet on a Melbourne player and it just happened to be. It was uh, yeah, one of, the, one of the, uh, the finest Brownlow counts I've ever witnessed. Nice. Um, yeah, I um... – I ha- I have us in a in a quite a wider bracket. I have us anywhere between first and eighteenth, um, <laughs> so I can't go wrong. Um, yeah. So uh, where can people find this book if if people are depressed and want to be even more <laughs> depressed <laughs> or feel well, that they're I, too I happy? It's, it's all done in the best possible taste. So yeah, yeah look, looking back, there's a few uh, you know. There's a few laughs here and there and a, a look at the absurdity of it all and uh, great moments like, you know, me losing the losing the uh, use of my legs for about 20 minutes after we beat Essendon that night in 2012. <laughs> yes. The first time I sat in the back row of the Ponsford stand and I couldn't actually walk down the steps for 20 minutes because I would have fallen down the steps. So, there's yeah, it's not all entirely misery. It's just mostly misery. Um, so, <laughs> so you can pick it up, look, it you can pick it up a lot of off the... uh, Amazon. Uh, but the best way to do it is to just either go to demonblog.com uh, or demonwiki.org and there's a, an image of the cover of the book on both those sites. Uh, I actually have got a few spare copies uh, here now which and the details uh, on how to get those uh, are on the link that that goes through to as well. So if anyone wants one with kooky nonsense written on the inside or wants it as a present for someone else, definitely feel free to get in touch. Um, and it's also available on Kindle, which e-books are like, self-driving cars they're a mystery to me but people seem to like them it, it certainly does capture um all those quirky aspects of football that go beyond the actual game and i note that it's published of course by um uh by the uh um great publishing house uh, brunton avenue will be closed for 20 minutes at the end of the match at the discretion of the police <laughs> operational commander um, I think that's a subsidiary of Penguin Books, isn't it? Yeah, um, it, was, it was either that or something about the Basics Administration Office ground floor Olympic stand for uh, baffling anybody <laughs> born after about 1985. But football is full of those quirky little things, isn't it? And uh, and the book is full of um, those kinds of moments too. So uh, it's, um, it is more than a, um, you know, a memory of misery. Um, so... Um, have a look at it. Plenty of laughs. But it does have a running count of how many games since we last played finals. So just keep that in mind if you're uh, you know, <laughs> suffering from 
fragility or something in your life, then you want to pick up the book for a bit of light reading. The count doesn't uh, get particularly good by the end of the game, end of the book. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned Demon Wiki um, a moment ago. Yeah. Um, most people would be familiar with it. Um, it incredible resource and uh, wealth of information there on the club's history. Um, how much time do you spend uh, maintaining and updating that? Um, because uh, there's a lot there, incredible stuff. Yeah, it, it goes in waves. Um, I actually probably didn't touch it much at all in the last during the last footy season. And then in summer, obviously, to, to get the fill, uh, I did a lot of research um, and I've got still got a lot of stuff stacked up in my queue to look at um, to, to add to that. Um, where it came, where it started was sorry, 2000 and I'm going to say 2009. Um, it's funny. I was actually, there was an SEN quiz and it was a question about Carlton and I was trying to Google on my phone to cheat on it. Um, and I found the site Blueseum, uh, yep. which some of your yep. people might know, which is a Carlton, uh, a Carlton wiki. And I pretty much just pinched their idea. Um, but obviously they've been, I've been in touch with them and, and they've, they've been great about it. Um, so it was to build off the idea of that. Uh, and really, it was just after getting the after getting all the games and all the players in there. Um, it's more just been a case of going through, um, you know, any any footy archives I can find to to piece together things. Um, you know, I found a photo the other day in a newspaper of a, a player from you know 1919, someone I didn't have a photo of, and it was gave me a quite a rush. So it's very yep. it's a very nerdly uh, nerdly procedure, and I, I'm not sure people probably know how much detail there is in the wiki because it's also it's all buried deep inside so it's one of those things where people say that they click one article it's like wikipedia they click one article and they end up it's the an hour hole. later 20 articles deep in 50 years different to where they were um and it's also got a lot of it, obviously it's got the stuff like uh you know pre vfl we've done a lot of work on that and um, there was yeah. a great series of books that's come out recently um by an author called mark pennings who really went into a lot of depth researching the VFA and the pre-VFA period. Um, so that was very helpful. And, of course, now we've got the, you know, the AFLW players. We've got all them on. We've got all the their games on and stuff like that as well, um, as well as Casey, pretty much anything I can get my hands on. Where do you do your research? Like what are the resources that you're using Um yeah, the, well, there's. Uh, I don't know if the. I don't know if you, a lot of people know, but the State Library of Victoria actually has yep. um, the football record. Every oh. edition of the football record, not every game. They've only got one per round, um, but they're all available um, on their website. So I did a trawl through every single one of those for everything Melbourne I could find. Uh, um, uh, pardon me, just coughing there. Uh, it then. Um, Trove, I don't know if a lot of people know Trove, which is a National Library of Australia archive, which is yep. progressively adding a lot of newspapers. Uh, there is issues to where they can only add newspapers up until about uh, 1950, mid-50s. Uh, but there's also a, a very well-hidden <laughs> so Google so archive of age um, newspapers that goes up to 1990. So I've, I've trawled that. I've, I've read every sports section from 1965 to to 1989 wow. uh, in there to trawl for the Melbourne content. I mean, this has all been going for years. Yeah. This is this is almost, yeah, I think 2000, and, it was either 2009 or 2010 that I started it. Um, and like I said, it just goes up and down. Like sometimes in the last couple of months, I've been going bananas on it. Probably when the season starts, time squeezes. I've got that that extra day that I've, I've got to ditch my family and rush off to the MCG. Uh, so it probably involves a little less time 
then. See, I always pictured, uh, I didn't realise you were doing a lot of this digital, digitally online. I imagined you going down to the library in some dark, dusty room and putting either gloves on and going through some old newspapers or, you know, those microfiche uh, <laughs> machines and that, doing that's something. That's my dream. <laughs> that, if, if I could chuck my job and just go and sit in the state library and just go through old newspapers all day, I would be extremely happy in life. Um, so I have done a bit at the state library uh, not so much now because I live quite far away from the city, very much out of suburbs. Uh, but early in the piece, I, I lived in you know, Richmond, South Bank, places like that when I was young and free and fabulous, um, especially the two wooden spoon seasons where I lived <laughs> 10 minutes from the MCG, which was great because I could uh, go home and be miserable very quickly after the final <laughs> siren. Uh, and I did spend a lot of time in the State Library in those years. Um, of course, again, now I'm married and have a kid and stuff like that and live away from the city. Uh, but it's certainly certainly something I would like to get into again. If you would like, if you if you'd like to donate to uh, to the fund to uh, help uh, help Adam uh, quit his job, and uh... yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> um, yeah, it is an amazing resource, though. Like it's uh, as you say, the, uh, the it's um, it's never ending. You can um, spend hours on there. Yeah, and it's down to the real minutia. Now, yep. like we've got, we've got the main stuff is sort of, it's there. It's really, it's now it's, it's finding, you know, names of players who trained in 1944 that I've only got a surname for, and then a different article will have their first name. And again, it'll be, there'll be a rush, a nerdly rush that goes through me whenever I find something like that. Um, and no one will probably ever look at that page, but that's cool. So, I'm happy with that. As long as it's there. How far back does the footy record go? Uh, I think it's 1912. And how? So it is the first, is the first, like the footy record in its entire range, entire streak is on there. How detailed were they back in those days? They didn't have a crossword or a kid section, I, I assume. <laughs> sadly, sadly, no. There was no Star, was it Star Trek? Or was yeah. that, that, that 90s cartoon yeah. kid, kid that they used to have in the footy record? Uh, yeah, sadly not. It's sort of, there's a lot of racist ads. Oh, I'm sure. I can tell you that. <laughs> like once they start getting to the, to the bit where they have got, pictures like cartoons some of it's a bit you know you start to yeah adjust your collar nervously a bit while you're reading it um (laughs) yeah it's there right from the start and you sort of you hit those the times where it's a melbourne game that they've uploaded as the one for the round and you see the reserves team and you're like bang there's you know there's a new name i've had before here's a guy who wore number 12 and we don't have any other record of him Uh, that was a fantastic resource so i would say that anyone who hasn't checked that out uh, definitely jump on the State Library, even just Google State Library Victoria um, football record, and you will instantly be taken back to, unless you're older than 1912, you will instantly be taken back to your childhood looking at some of the stuff on there. Yeah. Uh, and we're talking about inside football before the show. How far back does that go? I think that's into the 70s. Um, I've ne- I haven't really had a, a great opportunity to to have a crack at inside football. I was um, I did spend a couple of days at the MCC library uh, five years ago, four or five years ago now, uh, and started going through from the the 70s and 80s. And there was some great stuff in there. Uh, I'm just it's it's just unfortunate that they never got around to to even digitising their back issues and selling them or putting up putting them up adding them to their subscriptions or something like that i'm I'm not sure it would have saved their publication in the the modern era but it certainly would have been an amazing resource for um armchair 
historians like me. They would have two subscribers, you and the guy who runs Blue Zeum. <laughs> yep. Well, I, I, it's better than nothing. Yeah. It probably wouldn't, probably wouldn't have cost, uh, you know, probably wouldn't have paid for the person to scan it all. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just making your time to, to get out to the MCC Museum or uh, State Library because they've obviously got them all scanned as well. Uh, I'm hoping that potentially one day they might end up on Trove as well. Have you had any contact with the club, uh, the official, the club? To have they helped you out or with anything? Uh, yeah, they, they have been. They, not in the last few years. That's yeah. in the very early times when um, we, when they still employed a historian, um, Linda Carroll. She was uh, Linda very helpful. Yeah. She was very helpful with um, helping me with a lot of stuff in the setup. Uh, and then a few years ago, again. I just haven't got the time to do this anymore. They actually um, invited me in to come and to go through all the filing cabinets with new with photos. Oh wow! And um, photos and documents and stuff like that, and which was great. And I got to I probably got three quarters of the way through it, um, and then, like I said, that was probably 2013, um, and I've never had the opportunity or the time to be able to go back and do it again. Uh, but I found some amazing stuff in there. I found uh, I found a copy of the the merger agreement. Oh wow! Uh, wow, well, I, I made a scanning error that misses one of the pages, oh. which I've been kicking myself ever yeah. since. Uh, and then there wasn't really a lot of documentation in there, but there was a lot from the early '80s, um, including a letter saying we've pledged that all our players will have memberships, but what we're going to do is we'll take the money out of their wages for the membership, <laughs> but we're going to give them this packet of this package of sponsors stuff that uh, you know will equal the amount they've spent on the memberships. Yeah. And it was like, you know, razors and like Kentucky Fried Chicken and things like that. So there's a few cool documents like that in there as well. Um, but I'd, I'd, I'd again, I just don't have the time. I've got so much stuff lined up here, let alone outside. Um, but I would just love to hit it all. Um, and I know there's a lot of people around with scrapbooks and collections and things like that. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure I'll ever get around to everything. Uh, so that gives me something to, to obviously aim for for the future. Just remind people of your uh, your Twitter handle because um, you certainly post a lot of material on social media too, and it's there's all kinds of um, again quirky stuff in there. I've seen you post ads for coaches um, yeah. going back many years ago. Um, yeah, so yeah, just yeah. Uh, tell people how they can um, uh, keep up to date with uh, with some of the stuff that you find because you do post quite a bit of it. Yeah, well, when I'm working away, if I see something that's sort of weird or quirky, I, I put it up on Demon Blog, at Demon Blog. Um, and we've also got a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Demon Blog or at Demon Blog, however, however that works, um, which we post a few things on there as well. But yeah, mainly on the Twitter. It's, it's just stuff that I know is going to give people, give people a laugh. There's been a bit of a running joke recently, all the articles uh, hanging, hanging it on us for not having any fans. And it seems uh, it, it seems that the two constant uh, things throughout the history of football from 1858, 1859 onwards is one, people complaining that the game's not as good as it used to be, <laughs> and two, mocking Melbourne for not having any fans. Just every it, you, you can't you just come into it by accident every time. I've actually got a I've got a list that I add the um it's actually called football is not as good as it used to be. <laughs> Um, and every time I found, find one of those articles, I just add it to that list. Yeah. Very good. Well, it's funny, it's funny you should say that about the, the Melbourne supporters and not having fans. Um, 
considering we don't have um, any fans, uh, we've certainly got probably the most amount of dedicated podcasts. I think <laughs> someone put a list on. There's like five or six out there. So um, yeah, we've, we've certainly we, got a. We have a lot to there. talk about. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're at the top of the podcast ladder. That's true. Um, in terms of, um, uh, do you know your stats of of how much? Uh, traffic you get to the side of people sort of wanting to do those deep dives into into Melbourne law. To be honest, I know this is this is contrary to everything they teach you about the internet, but I don't look at the stats for the <laughs> blog or the wiki. I, I really just it's kind of I've often said about the blog. I do it for my own benefit, and if someone else likes it and wants to read it, then I'm happy for them to to do that. Uh, but I do get a lot of nice um, you know compliments from people, and and even I've had players who are on the other players list like old under 19s players reserves players writing in and uh, you know giving me the life story people giving me the life story of their parents um, who right. passed away who weren't senior players um, so that's always rewarding to get to get those contacts well I actually I, 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 have you ever considered like putting monetizing it like not making people pay for the stuff but putting ads on the side or anything like that? There's an ad at the bottom of uh, Demon Wiki, um, but there used to be an ad at the top. But every time I went on it, no matter what computer I went on, because I was accused by the uh, by the um, technical guru behind the site of this being my own fault, but it always seemed to be about date mature Asian women and stuff like that. And I thought, oh, hold on, this Wait, is uh, a this, <laughs> this is a do it if you do it if you want to, but uh, I don't want people you know seeing having this come up at work and things like that. So well, there is one now. It's just down the bottom of the page. Well, I'll, I'll tell you that uh, most of the time the ads that appear on sites are based on uh, your previous search and uh, that's history. What the, yeah, that's what my man said. And I said to him, no, I've done, it in, I've done it in incognito mode. I've done it on my work computer. I've done it on my mobile. I said, I've, let my, I've opened myself to this accusation, but I know, I know that I am pure. No, no, no. Uh, but it, it, it's not just that. It, 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 they sort of... Uh, get a profile of you. So you might not search I out those sites, but because they know you're a male, you're probably aged between uh, 25 and 45, uh, you like football, sports and whatever, put the Asian women dating uh, ads on the site. <laughs> oh, I hope someone finds love yes. through my site. That's all I <laughs> That's your goal. <laughs> I like that. Um, uh, you also run the Demon Bracket competition, which yes. is growing in popularity every year. And for those who don't know, is basically a popularity contest. Um, players go head-to-head. Uh, it's a knockout competition. And in the grand final, you're left with two players. Um, people vote for who they like. Nev Jetta won this year. I think it was... Uh, the greatest victory margin of all time. Is that right? Against Clayton it Oliver? It was, uh, yes. It was a thumping victory over Clayton Oliver in the final. I, I don't think that was a reflection on Clayton. I think it was just a reflection on people. The it's time factor with Nev having done, <laughs> put in so much effort over the years and, you know, bouncing back from obviously the, the you know, disappointment of being delisted to be, you know, one of our most important players. Um, and I think, again, if you haven't read, the blog before you'll probably understand one of our our running themes of Nev being left to take on multiple tall defenders on his own uh, and always doing a a wholehearted job of it every time and I think that's the kind of stuff that people recognize this time I probably thought Oliver would get a get a few more few more votes than that or the Hamburglar as he's uh, often known on Twitter would get a few more votes than that but I don't think uh, I think making the final is probably a good sign of uh, the the respect the fans hold for him 
we spoke to Nev a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he was on the show and we talked to him about it and he had a bit of a giggle and we think he probably had found out about it and knew that he'd won. So, yeah, um, there's, a, there's a Twitterist who's, uh, Twitter, whose but... kids go to the same school as Nev's kids, so I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, might have just uh, dropped a word to him. Uh, but it was great. So that was the first time. It's probably the biggest biggest boil over since the Tom McDonald 2012 or 2013, whenever it was, uh, when he won it. Came from nowhere, uh, built it on <laughs> built it on a campaign of social media sizzle uh, to get through to the final and beat the now long departed Mitch Clark. Um, yeah, there wasn't as much player sizzle this year. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, it seemed to have seemed to have slowed down last year and then died this year. So I don't know if it's just they've got more important things to do now that they're a half decent team, or it's kind <laughs> of a, a conscious effort to to not get involved in it. Um, but if Nev's happy, I'm happy. I'm just noticing on Demon Wiki, um, you have a thing called top pages. Um, is that ranking the most popular pages on the site? That is, but the the numbers are questionable. <laughs> because, because, because number still <laughs> number um, eight. Uh, Dallas Normington yes. still, still eight. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's some you know Russian activity going. Yeah, on there, there must be Dallas Normington. <laughs> uh, zero games, zero goals. <laughs> Has probably one of the greatest names uh, uh, of a footballer. And I know you actually. Um, is it you that uh, is quite keen on some of the names of players, particularly uh, when they're draft age and hoping that they find their way to the D's? Yeah, I was I was ropeable when we didn't select Freddie Clutterbuck <laughs> that year when it was when we had him training here. It was kind of that was halfway through the season. It was like, hold on, there's a guy called Freddie Clutterbuck, <laughs> Melbourne. You know what to do. And then the next thing, he's training with us, and I'm I'm poised at the preseason or the whatever it was, the rookie draft when they used to just put it up in a chat window. Yeah. But the text would come up as they draft people. Uh-huh. I was just poised, poised, poised. And I was like, Lee Williams on. Oh, uh-huh. well, that's, that's not Freddie <laughs> Clutterbuck, is it? So I noticed that the top game is round five, 2009. Yeah, what is that uh, game? <laughs> that's when we kicked 4 10, 34 against Adelaide and had one six at three quarter time. Yeah, yeah, yes. And then almost, and then we're, we're almost back in the game in the last quarter. We kicked a couple of quick ones and uh, almost got back in it. Um, so yeah, I don't. I think there's some some weird scenarios going on with those top pages. But if you're into Dallas Normington chat, we've got you covered. <laughs> and I love the random uh, image feature as well. I think that's uh, quite special. Uh, yeah, well, that's we got um, a, a heap of all the footy cards you'll see on there um, sent to us as as links to the to the images, which was great. So that really helped um, boost the images. And then, yeah, it's just all the player pictures. I've got Chris Lamb up on my screen now from the – and I can tell it's from 1998, Chris Lamb, because it's got the border and the little demon in the corner that they used on the website <laughs> that year uh, for all the player photos. So I think I must, got, must have got that off like Web Archive or something like that. It really Actually, hold on. Was Chris Lamb even there? And he wouldn't have even been there in 1998. I'm talking out of my hat. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Apologies that's to Chris Lamb that, and his family. That's what we do on uh, on this uh, podcast. Um, um, I, I think, um, yeah, maybe we'll move on to um, um, to uh, our show tonight. Um, the future, uh, yeah, a glorious future, a glorious future. Well, the season is upon us. Yeah, so we are. We it's are time po- to get serious. That's right. We're uh, we're poised for good things. Uh, hopefully. Um, now we talked about this last week that we, uh, this week we would come and present you with our uh, best twenty-two, 
and I would love it if someone could call in later and um, give us your best 22. So um, don't call just yet. We'll just start our own. Uh, 0390163666. I'll say that a bit slower so you can write it down. 0390163666 or Demonland31 on Skype. Uh, give us your best 22. Um now, Great Viney, how should we uh, start this? We were talking about it a bit before. Uh, should we go line by line? What's, uh, what's the best yep, way to do this? Yeah, line by line. Do you want to uh, kick off proceedings with uh, with yours and we'll see how... Um... Yep, I've got Jeddah, Omac, Hibbard. All right. Um, seconded. Oh, well, there you go. We've it's got... Seconded <laughs> in, to- in its entirety. Third, so locked in. That is that is the back line. Um, uh, that was an easy one. And I, I, I probably reckon that the uh, half-back line's got to be pretty much the same. Uh, what say you, uh, Great Viney? I've got Hunt, Lever, Lewis. Oh, there you go. I had it the other way around. Lewis, Hunt, uh, Lewis Lever, Hunt, but uh, we'll take that as a, a thing. Um, I've, I've got go. Salem, Lever, Hunt. Ooh. And... Um, do you have Lewis yep. in the team at I all? Do. Yeah, you do. I do. Okay. So, um, but and I'm, I'm sort of thinking I've probably – I was a bit iffy on Vince, but if McDonald's not going to play, not spoilers, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I probably – and it's going to rain, I'm probably going to get Vince back in there somewhere. Wait, this this is the best 22 um, – uh, with a full team. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, yes, uh, I was yes. going for the best 22 for the weekend. No, no. This is best 22 uh, of... Yeah, is that right? Great party. I don't think <laughs> yeah, we discussed well, I, what the for, actual rules for mine, were. For, for mine, if... Um, uh, uh, we're talking about Viney and McDonald only, so it's a pretty easy two come out and two come in, isn't it? Um, so we can do it sort of either way. Well, I, 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 I mean, know. Peterson's going to replace could have had uh, McDonald. Uh, could have had Vandenberg in there. You never know. Um, no, we'll, we'll say. Uh, uh, yeah. we'll say, let's let's. Sorry. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll give you my overall, and I'll I'll yeah. let you know where that would differ on yeah. uh, injuries. Very for this good. Week. Uh, Sa- Salem, you said on the half back was because uh, I get the feeling they're going to play him a bit more attacking this year. Um, I don't yeah. think they're going to do. That that's just my feeling of based on. Um, I think he's going to get more midfield time and possibly play on the wing. But uh, I think that's, that's quite likely. But I think positions now it's it's all over the place. You know, they'll start one yep. way and then ten minutes later they'll be another. So could yeah, yeah could go that way. I think that's yep. what's going to sort of uh, uh, be uh, sort of uh, have us standing out amongst other teams that we we're very flexible in that uh, regard that we can move people around. Um, that's a good good thing to have. Um, let's go the the centre line. Um, Grapevine, you want to start off? Uh, yep. Um, well, this is where, uh, yeah. uh, as Adam says, you know the midfielders can really you can slot them in anywhere in any order. Well, um, do you want to just do do the 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 wings uh, and, no, and well, the midfield? No, well, I've got uh, I've got Jones, Salem, and Harms um, across my centre line. Jones, Jones, Salem, Harms. I've got uh, well because I, I I put all the guys in the midfield, but I'll have uh, Jones as my centre. Uh, I got Brayshaw, uh, Jones, Salem. Yeah, and I'm just throwing magnets in the air and seeing where they <laughs> land. I've got Tyson, Oliver, and Neil Bullen. Yeah, yeah, and and, oh, and I must say, with my interchange bench, any of those players can slot into pr- pretty much a a midfield um, role as well. So, um, yeah, it's the magnets in the air. Uh, half forward line? Uh, Petrucca, Hogan, Hannon. Oh, you got Hogan at centre half forward. Okay. Yep. 
Um, I have um, a Melksham, McDonald, and Petraka. I've got Petraka, Hogan, and Melksham. Okay, so um, Hogan at centre half forward. Um, all right. Full I think for- that the, the JLT game where they were both in there sort of showed that uh, yeah, McDonald's he's got that really great lead. Yeah. I think he was a forward before in his younger days. Uh, he's just got that great lead, whereas Hogan does a lot of really good work up the ground. So you could probably interchange them, but I'd probably rather. I'm always a got a fetish for leads. Yeah, players yeah. just leading straight down the middle of the ground. So that's why I'll uh, I'll take Tommy right up the front. Yeah, I think you've convinced me. I'm swapping. <laughs> All right, full forward line. Uh, great, Viney. You. Uh, uh, well, I've got Melksham, uh, yeah. Tommy, and Jeffy. Yeah, well, now I'll have Tommy, Tommy at full forward. But uh, <laughs> Jeff Garlett uh, and um, who have I got there? Harms I've got down there. Um, yep. And I've got Garlett, McDonald, Hannon. So just reversing yeah. Melksham and Hannon. Now, I was tossing up the, the, whether I had uh, Harms or Fritch in there because I really like Fritch and I, I want him to play even round one. Um, and I don't have him on my bench. I don't have him in the team, but he's one that sort of can certainly interchange. Um, well, I, I think it's one of uh, sorry, two of um, Fritch A and B, A and B, yeah. and Harms um, will play, and one of them misses in the best twenty-two. That is. So, who do you have on your interchange bench? Uh, well, in the uh, for Rucks, I've got Gorn, oh, yeah, sorry, Clary, yeah. and Viney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then on the interchange, I've gone with Fritch, Brayshaw, Vincent, Tyson. So um, Nibbler in my team is the one that misses out really? in round one. Yep. Mm. And um, but but who obviously? Uh, t- and t- I, I think it's a line ball call between him and Harms. I think Fritch will be in ahead of them. Yeah. And the final call in a best twenty-two scenario is between Harms and Nibbler, and it's uh, it's a very close call. So Bernie Vince doesn't make it into your team. Yeah, yep, oh, I've got him on the bench. Oh, you got him on the bench. Yep. Okay, yeah. And then I've got emergencies, Nibbler, Bug, uh, Pedersen, and Maynard. Yeah, well, that's that's the good thing, I think, about us, um, is that we've got sort of four emergencies who um, could easily slot into that uh, that team. So not... you don't have Fritch in yours. What about you, Adam? Who's How does the Harms, oh, yes. Nibbler, Fritch scenario play out for you? Uh, well, I'm very pro-Nibble, so I've, I've locked him in the starting team. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've got Fritch ahead of Harms yeah. overall. I do, I do really like Harms, um, and I think that's a really good sign that uh, we've got that depth that we're able to – you know, push players like that, just leave them in the VFL for a couple of weeks until inevitably something goes wrong and they're required. Yeah. Um, I've also got Brayshaw and Pedersen uh, on the bench as well. Um, I do have in the one I, in the one I put on the blog where I factored in Viney being out, I uh, put Maynard in. Yeah. Uh, so I'd obviously bring Viney back in for Maynard and, and start him in the 18. So if Pedersen's in your starting 22, who misses then? Well, I've gone for Hogan and McDonald and Pedersen, really? um, which yeah. is probably a, probably a, a touch scandalous, um, and maybe based entirely on that day where we uh, beat Brisbane unconvincingly. Uh, I think McDonald might have gone, might have been sent back down that day. Actually, um, yeah, look, it's it's going to be conditions. You're not going to play that if it's anyway anyway wet. Um, 
but I guess I just like Pedersen and just want to support him. I just yeah. feel like he needs the he's, – he's riding a wave of popularity at the moment yeah. uh, that would have been unforeseen five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I just feel like he still needs to be uh, kept in the conversation. Yeah, I'm a yep. big I'm a big fan, and and I think what's good is, I think on every line, with the exception of the ruck, um, you could, we've got guys who would wouldn't make the best twenty two at the moment, but can easily slot in uh, if we've got injuries on any of those lines. And I think our ruck is the only position which we can't really replace with another ruckman. We can put Tommy into the ruck, but then we take away from forward or Pedersen goes in. But it's really the only position that we can't cover an injury for. And I think that's where almost. that's where footy's going yeah. now. That you're going to have that specialised one ruck, and it's just got to be. Eventually, you've got to find a, a forward who is a, a a real ruckman at the same time. Yeah. Um, but I think for now, we showed last year when when Gorn was out, um, we we didn't play too badly without him. Um, Tommy, I thought Tommy did a great job yeah. uh, in the ruck because he would often not win the tap, but the next thing he'd be trying mm. to tackle someone yeah. Yeah, two seconds later. So that, if yeah. you get that player who's big enough to make a contest but also has the the desire to get into it in the middle, I think you can almost get away with it. You just miss those beautiful fancy taps out the back that you get from Gorn. Yeah, you just got to then also le- then learn to, to play off uh, the other uh, ruck, Ruckman as well. Um, yeah, I, I, my biggest uh, worry uh, with, in our midfield is, you know, opposition teams... Sharking off, um, off Gorn. I think um, that started to happen. Um, so, yeah, if there's got to be ways to there's got to yeah. be ways to combat that. I would have thought. Mm. So, yeah, yes. Uh, if you go back to the uh, All Australian um, season, two thousand and sixteen, the uh, you know, Jones and Viney were getting an absolute ride from Gorn every week, and we need to get back to to how it was in that season because, um, in terms of sort of tapping to advantage that year, it was sensational. Yeah, it certainly was. Um, uh, Adam, you still with us? Yes, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I thought I thought we might have lost you for a moment. No, no, all good. All good. Um, all right, well, there's our uh, best 22. If anyone wants to call in and uh, give their best 22, we'd love to hear it out, uh, 039016366 or dmilan31 on Skype. Um, we'll take your call. Um, well, that's our best 22, and obviously there are two players who are not going to make that team. Um, uh, Viney, definitely out. Um, have they called... Tom McDonald is a definite out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's been. Yep. Uh, all right. So, uh, so I'm, I'm really glad well, we, uh, we won two. that. Uh, we won that Lincraft title in AFLX. You know, sh- straight out of the Lincraft shop <laughs> trophy. Because um, yeah, I really hope they didn't have a an inkling that McDonald had an injury when they played him in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, someone made the point that they're supposedly conservative and. Uh, um, you know, uh, Satie says online that the rule now at the club is if, you know, you feel anything, you have to go straight into rehab. But uh, it does raise questions what happened with McDonald, either when he reported it or how much notice they took of it. 
But is um, it, don't you think that would be a rule just in general for yeah, footy clubs yeah. that as soon as you niggle, it's not like medicine Absolutely. was just uh, no. invented. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not, not like he's um, a fringe player. Like he could understand tights. someone who was fighting for their career yeah. might drag themselves off their deathbed to play because they think if they get dropped, they'll never, never yeah. be seen again. But he's played every game for about the last four years and now, of course, just as he's about to become the next big thing in forward play, he gets injured. Are you guys, um, well, we'll talk about Viney in a minute. Are we worried about, um, you know, considering what's happened with Viney and him sort of every few every few weeks it gets pushed back and pushed back, are we worried the same thing's going to happen to Tom McDonald? No. I, I think it's, yeah, I think it sounds like McDonald is a, they're just being conservative, but they could probably push it and he could play. Um, so they're just trying to make sure it doesn't get worse. Yeah. Um, lest we forget, we've got a game against North in round three. Yes. That is very, that's very important to win. Forget round two. <laughs> that's right. we must beat. We must beat North. Yeah, well, um, so we've got Viney's foot. Um, is it getting worse? What, what's the story here? Like, are we being told everything? Do they know everything? Uh, it just seems every week it's getting pushed further and further back and it doesn't look like he'll be playing for Well, he's partly month. explained that in that he's got to a point where he was sort of almost ready to go and he wore boots at training and didn't pull up well from that. And since then, he's had a couple of sort of sore spots um, which seem to be fixing themselves, but then another one pops up. So that's that was my reading of what came out today. But there's no doubt the timeline's been pushed back from, you know, um, uh, returning just after Christmas or returning at Christmas to possibly playing in the JLT to probably playing in round one um, to the point where we're at now where it's unlikely he'll be available before round four um, at the earliest. Yeah, there was certainly um, talk it, at one point about him playing in that uh, VFL practice match as well. Yeah. I'm not sure if that was legitimate talk or just internet speculation, um, but yeah, it does seem to be does seem to be sliding back. It's uh, it doesn't it doesn't have a Mitch Clark vibe about it that it's just going to never get better again. But obviously, this start of the season is so important for us. Um, not to curse it, but we have got you know probably the the first game is the least winnable of the first four. But even then, it's eminently winnable. Uh, it's just going to be a uh, real shame if we can't get him out there for the first four weeks. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, I'd love, love, you know, I feel we're a much better team with him him in it. And, uh, you know, we, you know you've got a guy who gives it 150%. It's just that question of mental toughness, isn't it, which, you know, the media has been questioning us about. And I don't think it, it begins and ends with Viney at the um, there's plenty of we've got plenty of resilient um, and and mentally tough players now, but he's the leader on that front. So um, we need him beyond just his uh, footy skills. Now, is there any worry? We had a few other guys in in rehab um, in the last few weeks. We've had um, Clary with a knee knock uh, that he sustained in um, JLT two, but he's been in the rehab group ever since. Uh, A and B's pretty much been in the rehab group since JLT one. Um, I'm not sure if he has returned to the uh, to the full training yet. And and as had, you know, um, Jordan Lewis was also in that group uh, too. So um, are we worried uh, any of those three uh, will miss? Lewis said on AFL 360 last night that he's definitely playing. Yep. So he's not an issue. 
And given that we had the update, um, the bad news on um, McDonald and Viney today, I would have thought if uh, Clayton Oliver was also bad news, we would have learned about it today too. So apparently uh, uh, he's tracking well but still needs to pass um, a one final fitness test, which I presume would be tomorrow, wouldn't it? Or, or perhaps they do a light, light session on Friday, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't looked at uh, the training times. Um uh, Brayshaw as well. Um, it was he didn't appear at training on Monday, and you know the media was there and jumped on it. I'm not sure if it was someone from Demonland. I think Steve the Man Jordan was at training. I'm not sure whether it was him who started off that uh, rumor, which turned out not to be a rumor. But some of the media jumped onto it. Um, it was uh, found out later that uh, he had his wisdom teeth taken out in the chair as well. That is so Melbourne. Um, it is. <laughs> so I'm not sure. That's so Melbourne. It'll be even more. It'll be even more Melbourne if it turns into root canal work in another few weeks. <laughs> no, the recovery doesn't go lucky well. Lucky the uh, dentist didn't like accidentally drop his knee into <laughs> Gus's head or something while he was really trying to wrench out the uh, the last wisdom tooth. Yeah, no, it'll be uh, it'll be Melbourne, very Melbourne if he continues to have problems uh, throughout the years for sure. The uh, club said that he'll be fine. You, um, I can just see a, a scenario where their wisdom teeth grow back and he has to have them taken out <laughs> later in the year. Um, um, I'd like to see him come so, with a full mask, yeah. like not just the not just the helmet, but something along the jawline <laughs> the, as well, the um, Lucha Libre style, the Han- Hannibal Lecter um, look. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd, <laughs> that'd uh, yeah, dismiss some of these weak claims about the camp. Yeah, well, we're, we're the only. We're the only club in the league where foot problems are contagious. Yes. Um, well, that's and like it toe could well be the case so, with the Sam Frost well. a few years ago, he had a toe injury in about round four and he was never seen again. Yeah, I'm surprised we've, we've seen him since because he just disappeared off the face of the earth that year. Um, and I just wish um, that our players could drink whatever uh, Patrick Dangerfield is drinking because they're not letting up and maybe they're just foxing us, but... If you go by their thing, he's going to play this week. But I, I don't think our players want to drink Patrick Dangerfield's <laughs> bathwater. <laughs> I think he drinks. Um, uh, but well, he you know he deserves uh, all the praise that he gets. He's a very good footballer. Um, but it sounds like he's going to play. But I've spoken to a Geelong supporter who is a physio as well, and he reckons there's no way they could risk playing him with what the injury that he sustained. But it sounds it's a bit like bold it. in round one. Yeah, it's a bit risky in round one to to do that. So put your feet up, Patty. <laughs> let let Gaz do all the work. Yeah, and if he does play and Gaz plays, um, I hope it's raining and wet and they've got to run uh, in a slop. Um, yeah. There's no way Dangerfield will play. It's just foxing. Yep. Yeah, they might pick him because it's a Sunday game oh, and they can he's, you know, yeah. pick anyone. Whether he's playing or not, he's being picked. Yeah. Um, 100%, there's no doubt about that. They're not going to come out and say he's not playing. They're picking I noticed him. I noticed there was a tweet earlier about Gary Ablett's been promised that he will start in the centre, <laughs> um, which is, you know, not, not great for us. But I did have some horrible flashbacks to that uh, Gold Coast round one game a few years ago where, where we won. But um, Viney tormented him all day and then he went forward half injured, kicked a couple of goals and just looked like he was going to win them the game one-armed. Uh, I sort of had this, this phobia about him going forward and kicking six or something. So 
could still happen. And Dangerfield could play in the forward line on one leg and, and kick Correct. six as well. So. And, and we all know what Tom Hawkins just does to us that he doesn't do to about 15 other clubs yeah. every time we play them. And those with a good memory will remember uh, back in the very early 90s or perhaps it was late 80s, a game against Hawthorne out at, uh, out at Waverley where Dunstall and Brereton both went off injured early. Uh, Gary Ayres then got injured and went down to full forward and kicked four or five goals well, literally on one leg. Um, and uh, and the Hawks won. So, you know. Um, There's a precedent. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. We've got a caller on the line. Uh, hello, you are on the air with the Demonland podcast. Um, hi. Hello, this is um, Don't Make Me Angry. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Don't make me angry. Um, what's up? Uh, what do you? What, what would you like to say? Oh, I, um, you're just talking. I'm thinking about Dangerfield. Um, I hope he does play this weekend. Um, and if it's a bit wet, wouldn't it be good about the first quarter? He does his hammy, and then um, Ablett does his hammy in the second <laughs> quarter, and they're two blokes down by half time and. We know that Geelong have got absolutely no depth, and uh, their best two players out of their two out of their three only three players have got it out by half time, and we want by a hundred points. So um, it would be a happy day. <laughs> well, I would I never, I would never want to wish harm on any individual, but uh, it couldn't happen to a better team. <laughs> Let me just say that. Um, yeah, pl- play them. I'm, uh, I'm not scared. Yes. Well, they certainly yeah. have to get some attention in the first quarter. And in, in a completely legal way, um, we really need to go out there and be physical in that first quarter to uh, start putting this camp chat rubbish uh, out off the agenda. And round 23, the, the, you know, the tackle count and, and all that. Um... Exactly. It would be nice to have more than zero tackles in the first <laughs> yes. 10 minutes on Sunday. <laughs> certainly would. Uh, don't make me angry. Anything else uh, you want to uh, say? Oh, this camp fiasco thing, that's one of the things that's um, really making me angry. And, um, yeah, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. And um, I think for as many media people pumping up the demons to uh, do really good things, there's just as many trying to bring us down by. And the only the, the ones that bring us down, the only thing they can come up with is, oh, they didn't go on this camp, so they're mentally weak. You know, uh, the ones that pumping us up, you know, give good analysis, you know, the list is this and this and that and that. And the ones that are putting us down, the only thing they can say is, oh, no, but they didn't go on this camp. So yeah. um, they're still mentally weak and they're not going to make the finals. You know, do you get, guys get that too? It, yeah, it's a, it's an easy line to throw out there to counter any any good things, you know, that we do. And we're going to hear it all year. Anytime we have a bad loss or we just, you know, that's going to be come up as – as the reason why, and unless we put the runs on the board, we're going to keep hearing that. But I, I did like, because last week there was a lot of pumping us up, a lot of people saying top four, and, you know, knowing Melbourne, we never do well when we're favourites, uh, Adam, you would <laughs> you'd know Correct. that. So this was maybe a good thing to just bring us back to earth uh, this week. I don't want too many people pumping up our tyres before the start of the year. Yeah, yeah, uh, yes. Um, we're not going to do too good. Bottom four, using <laughs> reverse psychology at the moment. Um, I'm all uh, for reverse. Great. I'm all for reverse psychology. 
the funny yeah, thing about yeah, this uh, about this article, uh, yeah, it seems it's odd that it's come out at this time of yeah. the year because we've had a we've had a preseason that I don't know about you guys, but I think I've never seen such a, a lower quality of journalism almost <laughs> um, of just so many just landfill stories um, and all this stuff with the AFL speculation and we're going to re-record theme songs and AFLX and we're going to play games in China and India. It, it's almost just a concerted effort just to get footy in the paper. 365 days a year and it just doesn't matter what the topic is just as long as footy's in the paper and it's really leading to some just complete slop um you know i just i, I honestly i can't say i don't even read the papers anymore um I'll, I'll flick through them at work and maybe there's something in there that's that's interesting but in general this week it'll start to get better because they'll actually have footy to talk about but off season it's just garbage in the papers and and just not just the papers um, or online as well, and this whole twenty four seven news cycle, and you know the you know reporters have to. It seems like they have to make have fifteen news articles a day that they have to to bring out, and then you start getting crap about you know. Oh, so you just get complete rubbish. Like it's just yeah, you got to you got to really know where you know know where you get your news from i think rather than just take every article written by every work experience kid in in every website um as gospel having said that i do post every single article about melbourne on the <laughs> site for discussion and i make no apologies about well, that you single-handedly <laughs> propping up the australian journalism industry i <laughs> thank you driving uh, clicks <laughs> well look i put it on demonland because we are a site that discusses the demons and their articles about the demons and I make no apologies for putting it up there for all of us to talk about and uh, no one has to click on <laughs> on a link uh, no one's forcing anyone but so if you don't like the topic don't click but uh, and that's I'll the thing if you don't like an, an outlet don't read their stories yeah. yeah it's as simple as that like you, you know you can complain about the Herald Sun or the Age or you know people complain about Caroline Wilson don't click the link it's a uh, it's a whole lot easier to to not read what you don't want to read um you know sometimes you want to get the, op- the opposing views but if something angers you that much just take a breath and yeah. step away which is pretty much me and the afl website <laughs> Why don't even that? bother because it's just propaganda from head office <laughs> according to sir why you little uh dave misson said today that oliver will be fine for sunday so that's which great m- news which means he won't be playing <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, There's still time for him to him. suffer a mystery injury of yes. some variety. Well, according to Whispering Jack, there is a uh, mystery injury uh, every single week, so someone m- must come true. up. Don't make me angry. Is there anything else uh, you want to say? Oh, just uh, um, your man there, uh, McCutter, is a historian. I'll just put this one thing. Um, anytime that Melbourne's over the history of... Uh, um, had success. It's always been overnight success, like even from the beginning, like in uh, 25 and when they won the premiership in 26 and 20, in 2024, they were bottom uh, bottom three on the ladder and then two years later, three years later, they're winning in the premiership and I think Melbourne have always had this history of uh, coming overnight success and then being a powerhouse, uh, even in, uh, you know, and even 87, that, that, that came out from, that came from the, um, that was that was an overnight success too. That we became a good team, and um, that was about the same time that I I was following Hawthorne in '87. And when they lost the uh, grand final that year, I said, oh, "I'm not going for them anymore because they let me down." And then I decided to go for Melbourne, and then they lost to Hawthorne the next year. <laughs> so, I feel your pain. Uh, that grand final has got us both. 
anyway, uh, that's enough for me. So I bid you good night. Good night. Thank you for calling. We really do appreciate it. All right. Uh, that was uh, Don't Make Me Angry. Um, I won't. <laughs> um, so uh, they say uh, that there is um, rain forecast uh, for Sunday. Uh, there are conflicting reports. <laughs> People are, are all giving their uh, Bureau of Meteorology uh, links, but uh, it, it may be a little wet early on in the day. I'm not sure what the afternoon holds, but um, from a footy perspective, I, I don't really care whether it rains. I've always been of the opinion you've got to beat anyone, anytime, anywhere. If it rains, they're going to suffer from it too. Um, but where I really don't want it raining is for the crowd, one, because we want to get all those uh, people coming to see the prodigal son returning um, and putting bums on seats and and through the turnstiles. And as well, uh, membership-wise, uh, you want people to be able to line up for their memberships on, uh, on day one. Um, it's interesting with the crowd because I would have thought that we'll get at least 60 and I would... Uh, I actually thought probably 65 plus um, and heading towards 70, but I'm just on the MCC yeah, uh, website at the moment, and they they're usually pretty spot on, um, and they they say the expected crowd is 51,000, which is well short of um, what I'd be hoping for. That, that might be factoring in the uh, forecast as well. Um, yeah, but I, I think it, it also. Um, I think they use MCC passes and, you know, guest tickets as an indicator. Mm. But as I said previously, they've always been around the mark. Um, so I hope it's um, – I hope they're wrong this time. Yeah, I mean, I we, think, go, go ahead. No, I was just, uh, had a look at the uh, the latest bomb forecast and uh, it's a shower or two late afternoon and evening, zero to four millimetres. So it doesn't look like it's going to be nah. that nah. that uh, nah. damaging. Probably if it did rain a bit better than that, uh, we'd, it probably would help cover the loss of McDonald a bit <laughs> yeah. a bit more. Uh, but I don't think that's much to, to worry no, about. No. Surely, surely we'll be 11 or 12 goals up by that time. The, the only time that the weather puts people off is when they wake up first thing in the morning. It's a freezing cold day probably and it's miserable outside and you can tell that it's going to rain most of the day. If you wake up and it's an overcast day, um, people go to the footy, even if there is the possibility of a shower or two. Um, it's really I think only the, on those horrible days. The round days one bounce is, is significant as well. Yeah, exactly. So get there, Demon fans. Yeah, I'll send, Just, just send don't sit there anywhere near me. <laughs> Whereabouts do you, uh, do you sit? Yeah, have oh, to give I, I have been number. loyal to row MM of the Ponsford stand, okay. which is the very, uh, very back row of the Ponsford stand. But in my anxiety at uh, quarter time of round 23 last year, I actually shifted around to MM of the Olympic stand and uh, was quite taken taken by that. So I might might do that this year. So are you saying you sit right up the top in, level, in, right in, at the back? territory. Last row. Do you bring binoculars to the game? Because no, I've never no, been able to uh, see I, I will. Uh, I'll back that view against any other view. I know you can see exactly what's going on, and uh, you get a great view of what's going on off the ball as well. 
Uh, but I don't want to talk it up too much because the main reason I'm going up there is not for the visuals. The main reason is to be away from people yes. so I can carry on and be antisocial and have not have it bring anyone else's day down. Aren't you sitting in enemy territory then, most weeks, effectively? Uh, yeah, but the enemy's always about 25 rows away, so it's it's never right. too bad. The only problem is you get the tourist people, and I, I say not real tourists, but the people who just want to climb the stairs at half time and quarter time. They just love coming up the stairs and... <laughs> Sit there for about five minutes, and then yeah, they realise that they think it's terrible, and uh, <laughs> they chuff off back to their normal seat again. Um, but yeah, you very rarely. I think one once Queen's birthday, I just randomly ended up back there, and I was surrounded by Collingwood fans. But other than that, you get a great uh, get a great experience of not having to deal with opposition fans. Nice. Um, do we? Are there any surprises? Oh, we didn't really discuss. We sort of discussed ins and out. Obviously, um, Viney and McDonald aren't in, and probably Peterson will definitely replace. Um, you know, will be in for T Mac. Um, any other surprises? Uh, we all th- pretty much think Bailey's going to get a, a game first up. Anyone else? I couldn't see. Mm. I couldn't see any other surprises given that given who we played in the. The yeah. practice yeah. games. Yeah, they didn't play any of those young kids. So, uh, were you? Were you? So, uh, Adam, were you surprised we didn't play any of the um, those young kids and give them a first taste? Or, yeah, sort of happy with uh, with the way they're going and we're playing best sort of twenty two. I think when you only have two games, you don't have that ability as much to um, to do that. But I, for the last few years, we have pretty much gone hell for leather right through the preseason. Um, which maybe that's got something to do with the the reason we've uh, slid at the end of seasons the yeah. last three years. Um, but at the same time, I guess they're probably looking at getting the early wins to get the confidence up uh, as being really important. But probably through the last three or four years, coincidentally, when we've won a lot of preseason games, uh, I think they've really tried to play close enough to best 22. Probably, I mean, AFLX, oh, I just reject that as a concept <laughs> yeah. entirely. So I'm don't care that we won it. I probably would have just played a team of seven seven rookies who'd never played a game in their life um, and given them a taste that way, at least of playing in front of a crowd. Uh, but if you've only got two practice games to deal with, you may as well just play the best side. I think next year they might uh, they might look at that and bring back a third practice game. Uh, having said that about um, uh, AFLX, it does appear that we did go out to win it because we had all those uh, we had a few of those young kids named in the team uh, or in the squad and none of them got a game so uh, we yeah. were playing our best eight <laughs> and yeah and we had we had Tom running around on yeah. a thinly thinly veiled car park yeah yeah slowing his toe to pieces so, but hey we won yes yes we did uh, that might be the only competition I ever see the Melbourne Football Club win in my life so I did uh, I boycotted it all the way to the grand final and then turned that on because I did think <laughs> that what if what if you never see Melbourne win anything else in your life? You may as well see them win a, a plastic kicking clap competition. Didn't you celebrate our 1989 World Series victory over Geelong <laughs> in Toronto? Because uh, uh, sa- I sadly look back not. on that time very uh, fondly. I, I think Dallas Normington might have been involved. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, what I was going to ask you, if you follow on Facebook, um, there's a page, AFL, VFL, 20th Century something yep, uh, yep yes and they, that. they have some great videos and old photos and stuff so yeah you're obviously across that so yeah no, it's a really good site they've been po- posting a lot of uh games from sort of the uh early to mid 90s at the moment um and they actually had um which i've never seen before they had um oh 
We've got a special caller here, but I can't take his call because it's going to um, it's going to kick uh, it's going to kick you off, uh, Super Mercado. Um, is it is it Chris from Campbellwell? I'm happy to go if it's Chris. From no, 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 no. It's it no, but it is a, it is a Jack, but it's it's a whispering Jack. And I what I think he wants. I know he's calling to speak to you, Adam. So what I might do is I might call him through my other Skype. Um, now, this because he might not be calling me for this reason. <laughs> he could be calling up to yell at me or, for something. So let's uh, roll the dice um, and let's see. Um, I won't say his number um, as I'm dialing it. <laughs> oh, while you're dialing that, I was going to say, I, I think this is the longest I've been on a footy show since uh, since I was hanging on the line on Finey's Final Siren for about an hour to defend Brad Green one night. Uh, that <laughs> night we beat Essendon in... 2011, and Dean Bailey punched the roof of the box, and it looked like it broke, but it was actually water flying off it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had a great hour on hold waiting to get on that Finey's final siren that night. No, no more Finey. I think that's the, the the key loss. I'm not sure the ratings cover you know 11 o'clock on a Friday night, but uh, spiritually, that's the key loss to uh, to Sen. Assuming Christian really Campbell is still calling him. him. Um, and, uh, you know, he had on guys like Jeff Poulter, who also has got a, a sort of a um, uh, wonderful grip on the game's history, um, uh, going back many decades. Um, I, I, <laughs> I don't think, uh, I don't think Whispering Jack was actually calling uh, about the podcast because he sent me a text message asking me for a credit card number. <laughs> so... <laughs> Okay, give it out. <laughs> yeah, so if you're listening, <laughs> no, <laughs> we won't do that. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, no, uh, he, he's not calling in. Um, where were we? Uh, yes, um, anything else, boys? Um, anything else that's come up during the week uh, that you want to uh, get the word out there about? Oh, oh there was one thing, sorry, to uh, interrupt. Uh we did have a good prediction come in today. Um, Anthony Hudson um, came out with his a few few little uh, predictions. Did either of you uh, see this uh, today? No, but I quite like Hutto, so I hope he uh, aligns with my predictions. Well, you're going to like what he had to say because his premiers were the D's, cool. uh, Fife for the Brownlow, Danaher for the Coleman, North Melbourne for the Spoon. I like, like that one. His big call for the year, the D's to win eight of the first nine. Oh, settle down. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we like the good predictions. Um, yeah. I like it. Couldn't we win like, you know, the last 18 or something? Come back from the dead <laughs> and win the last 18. Uh, I noticed Kane Corns, the man who slagged off statistics uh, the other day, uh, he also predicted us to win the flag. So we're, we're, yes. we're living in a, a new era, gents. Yes, um, I, I don't think I've, in living memory of it, has anyone ever predicted us, or my <laughs> living memory predicted us for a flag. So, um, I mean, can you? Th- there was never any a year where we would have been favourites to to take it out from the beginning of the year. So, yeah, I'll take that. Let's, yeah, uh, absolutely. Let's let's go with it. Yep, let's go with it. Let's get on the bandwagon. All right, I'm going to be at the game this week. Uh, I assume the two of you are, and. Um, yeah, be uh, this. This is one I really want to win. But my biggest fear 
and this is the my MFCSS um, is creeping in, is that we'll win this game and lose next week, again, <laughs> lose the week yep. after, and, and then we play North. Yeah. <laughs> so. so one and one and two. Well, uh, McClure, what's his name? Mark McClure on Fox on on that on Fox, um, the the old Carlton player. Yep. He tipped Brisbane to make the eight. Wow. I saw tonight, so um, maybe we will fall victim to them. Well, I don't yeah, think... Yeah, I'm, I'm not... I'm not look, I think we should win that, but uh, I wouldn't pencil that in as an automatic win. I would... Uh, the years of drama aside, consider that we should beat North. Um, but, yeah, I don't think Brisbane... Look, I wouldn't say they're going to make the eight, but I think they will be extremely competitive this year. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think they're going to be... Um, I don't think they'll be bottom four um, at all. Um I don't know whether they'll push for eight, but um, I don't think they're going to be pushovers. They've got a, a good, a young, talented list, and um, funny things can happen in 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 footy. So, um, is Sam McClure uh, related to Mark McClure? He's uh, the other one that's in the media. I don't think you'd admit it if you were. <laughs> <laughs> he might. No, he he <laughs> might. You should come under an assumed name. <laughs> You're probably right there. Yeah. So um, before we go out, uh, do you want to, Adam, do you want to plug your Twitter uh, and the book again? Absolutely. I'll, I'll run through the, the entire catalogue of plugs. We've got uh, at Demon Blog <laughs> yeah. on Twitter and Facebook, uh, and you can pick up a copy of the book or just read the, the general shenanigans at demonblog.com or demonwiki.org. And, uh, yeah, you, you're also, uh, what is it, every... Every Sunday. Oh, yeah, every day is like Sunday. That was the the original name of the blog uh, that still lives from when we seem to play every single game on Sunday. Uh, But, yes, it's obviously just referred to as Demon Blog now. Yes. Uh, No, I always loved that name, but wasn't exactly sure why it was called that, and now it makes perfect sense. Yes, Uh, that was – and I was also going through like an early 20s miserable Morrissey phase. So (laughs) that was kind of the the reason probably why that got picked. Nice. Uh, Grapevine, you've got anything you want to plug? Do you have a book uh, coming out? Uh, No. (laughs) No. No. Okay. I've contributed to a book that's coming out uh, uh, in a couple of months, but um, that's that's a bit, uh, bit of a different story. It doesn't have anything to do with footy? No, it's a sports book, but it's not. Uh, my contribution wasn't fully related. No. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I've got nothing. Um, so uh, join us uh, back here uh, next week, and uh, we'll discuss um, hopefully a victory. Um, and um, thank you to my co-host Grape Viney, and thank you to um, Adam Super Mercado at Demonland. Um, much appreciated. Thank you. Cheerio and go D's. Yes, go those demons. All right. Come on D's. Come on D's. We'll uh, we'll be back next week and uh, yeah, enjoy the footy. Go D's. <laughs>